Alright, uh, welcome in everyone uh, to the GZ Doom is awesome panel. Um, so collected a bunch of um, you know, devs working in that engine to make their own their own games, which um, you, know, you said that um, 10 years ago or 5 years ago, for people to wonder what the fuck you're talking about. So today we have um, yeah a, a really good mix. Uh, we've got Eris here from Stella Valkyrie. We have uh, Nash Mahandes oh. of Darkadia. Uh, we have Sanya Waffles and Metal Neon of Project Absentia. Uh, we have uh, Sergeant Mark of Brutal Fate. And uh, the um, the faceless one is Zan of Hedon, um, or Hedon Blood. Hello. Um, yeah, so um, Zan, um, we'll start with you. Uh, so obviously you've, you've got a long history with the engine. Um, you've already made a game in it. But, um, you know, with your current project... Yeah, how did you decide to stick with it, and, and why? Well, um, you know, if it worked for the first, it should work for the second. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I GZ Doom is a great engine if you want to make a retro shooter, okay? If, like, there's no other engine that pretty much serves all the tools that you need uh, to make a retro shooter, so it really makes sense. And uh, there's also the thing that uh, relates to my history with game design, which is basically zero. <laughs> like, I, uh, I went into GZ Doom knowing absolutely nothing about coding, nothing about game design or anything. And, you know, because it's such a nice and easy tool to get into, it was accessible for me to actually put my idea into action. Because, you know, I was like one of those guys who had... Um, you know, the the idea for the perfect game, but no means to actually implement it. Uh, and it, it was really hard. Like when I picked the engine up, like I, it felt like bashing my head against a brick wall. But, you know, I kept bashing it and clenching my teeth. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I slowly learned how to code and how to use it. And, you know, it's it's like... it. You know, having all the documentation and all the forum help and all the, you know, the very easy to use uh, level editor and all that stuff, like you can get into it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really reliable engine. I mean, yeah, well, because it's got you know, a long uh, history of, of use, there is a lot of knowledge out there. Yeah, and it's surprisingly versatile as well. Um, Although, again, I do want to stress out you know it, it is the engine for a retro shooter like if you want to make a retro shooter you should use this yeah no i, I agree it's very 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 powerful for that um so you know you, you've 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 obviously you know gone through quite a lot of the long process of learning and and you talk about like having, having to learn to code but you know are there any specific challenge like engine specific challenges that you've you've had to overcome well there's the usual uh, you know there's like every engine has its own quirks uh you know stuff like like you'll eventually learn by through your your own mistakes of stuff like you know don't have very short line depths don't have overlapping lines uh, learn how to use the <laughs> map analyzer stuff like that you know uh, it's just kind of stressful especially when you're working on a commercial game and you have to like make these big ass maps and uh, you're working against the clock mm -hmm. uh, and then you have some sort of issue that just messes up your entire map and then you're like trying to troubleshoot it but you know, once you learn this stuff, it goes smoothly. Yeah, yeah, it's bad enough making a Doom mod and having to battle through that. You know, making a commercial game and there's, you know, money on the line and a product to sell. Um, yeah, probably elevates that stress a fair amount. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Eris, you know, you're, you've been sent um, 
by Ty into the breach. He's dropped you in it. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting having you here because you'll, you'll provide a slightly different perspective as because you know, you're primarily a composer. Um, and you have obviously made Doom maps, but you're not like a, a massive GZ Doom kind of kind of fanboy. Um, so, but what's it, what, you know, do you know why the, um, you know, the Stella Valkyrie was, was chosen for GZ Doom? Yeah, so um, I'm a bit underqualified to talk about this, but basically <laughs> um, with Stella Valkyrie, um, I think the main reason we went for GZ Doom is basically the people who were involved with it. So this is a Scumhead project, and it's got level design by Uber who is um, not a well-known name, but has been around the Z Demon community for many years. Uh, for people who don't know, Z Demon is a multiplayer Doom port. And so, there's we have a history in the team with Doom modding, basically, because you know all of Scumheads games run on GZ Doom. Uh, Z Demon is slightly less advanced; it's based on an old uh, version of regular Z Doom. Um, so all of those things just come together, like you know, we're not we're not setting out to like go for like um, you know crazy features or anything that you could get from. I don't know, Quake Engine or Unity or Unreal. So GC Doom just does everything we kind of want it to uh, with this game. And um, we already have like the sort of experience with it mm. as a team. So yeah, no, that, perfect that, tension, really. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you say, that, yeah, there's a, um, but probably I think yeah, for, for a lot of people here, there's a, there's a, an amount of experience already within the, um, within that, uh, that tool or that, 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 um, that engine. And um, yeah, uh, Scummy is obviously very well versed in, in, in using that and, it, and, it, and something that Zan said it's a very easy one to just grab and use like you can start fleshing out you know just even with the vanilla Doom assets you can start making things straight away you can make playable mm. spaces start doing your level design and getting getting balls deep into it nice and quickly um, yeah like even I can do Doom maps like <laughs> even Eric's. you know I think if I can do it anyone can you know I think that's how I see it mm-hmm um very good um so uh sanya and um sanya waffles and metal uh, neon uh you two are both working on um project absentia um the only um multi-dev uh, uh, appearance today um yeah how did you how did, I, i'll be honest i had not heard of project absentia up until recently um you know through <laughs> e1m1 and um and then realms deep so um yep it's looking 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 promising uh, but uh, how did you how did you get into gz doom as an engine for your game well i've been experimenting with um gz doom or z doom back in the day since like 2006 and i pretty much was just just amazed with just how accessible it was like yeah the things that i made back in like 2006 to 2010 were not the best but they were it was really fun to make, really accessible, especially for someone who um, doesn't exactly like modern engine workflows where you have to import like a bunch of different things and try to get it to work. Like I've tried dabbling with other engines like Build, Unreal, etc., and just none of them hit me quite as much. So I made, I think, I'm not going to say it was the absolute first Zscript-based um, um mod or game or or uh, that became a independent uh small indie game 
uh, daytime drama i think was was one of the first and i just found that just made the accessibility at least for me coming from a um, web design and programming background i thought it was a lot more um, accessible and than uh, and ever before so um i took that code base i revamped one of my old uh my little pony based projects called a scoot heart dx and yeah oh, i, I know everyone Everyone says the exact same thing. I said I didn't say anything. I just wriggled my hands. <laughs> no, I know, but, but but a lot of people looked past it and like as and saw it for what it was. It was just this neat, quirky little shooter. Um, and a lot of people were just saying, well, "You should. This has commercial potential." So, um, Motherload, a bunch of other people were like, "This is something that could sell," and mm. you. Mother efforts need to <laughs> consider that, and so I, I did. I, I decided um, I was going to do the, do this. And um, Metal and I had discussed about going commercial in the case that um, Hasbro ever came and ceased and assisted us. So it was a natural progression uh, to make an original IP. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who um, um, Aurora Dawn actually, um, he, he's the one who wrote the fic that I based loosely off a uh, that I loosely based the game off of. He actually helped me a little bit with getting the story started and then me and the rest of the team kinda took it from there. It's uh really shaping up to be interesting. It's got a lot more vertical stuff and um Z script made that a lot possible because ACS and decorate I just found it for me personally very limiting. I'm not saying that people can't do great things, but for me personally I found Z script to be a lot more powerful and for what we were trying to do, and so I'm um, I'm excited to see where we go. Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that um, yeah, you can you can push quite far and uh, uh, metal neon. You know, what's what's your role in um in the project? Oh, oh, for me, um, my biggest role is that I'm like the composer for the entire thing. Right. I do like the composing, and I'm also the person who like mixes all the sounds, makes sure everything is like you know a okay. Yep. I also do quite a bit of level design as well for a lot of them. Um, like for instance, in the demo that's going to be debuting pretty soon. Uh, if you're watching this at Realms Deep, it'll be debu- probably already out. Um, you'll uh, there's like I did the mind level for that, so uh, I, I hope you like it anyway. I don't know, but I hope you like it. Oh, um, but. Uh, Basically, um, uh, basically, I uh, I basically joined like like in like the development of Scootheart DX like only like I've only been working on this for like less than a year now, Mm -hmm. and I basically joined in initially as a play tester, but then I was like, hey, I want to get more involved with this as time goes on, Um, (laughs) and so eventually I just ended up becoming the primary composer, um, doing some level design. I even came up with some enemy concepts that we ended up using some uh, really really dickish one so uh fantastic say, my favorite you can my say favorite. fuck you metal if you if they get fucked over by them okay you can say <laughs> fuck you to me okay I, I, will, I will definitely be doing that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um sergeant mark you uh you know i think you're not you know, people people know exactly who you are you've, you've been around for a long time and um uh, whether whether whatever your your thoughts on something like brutal doom is it's it's part of the furniture it's it's um you know really been a front and center i think in terms of like pushing kind of like you know doom and other re- you know by association other retro styled um kind of shooters like we're seeing now out there into um the popular um uh you know popular mindset and, and people play it um so you're now making your own game which is fantastic um 
I think that it's a pretty obvious answer. But yeah, what? Why did you decide to stick with uh, GZ Doom as an engine uh, for Brutal Fate? Uh, well, because you know, like I started making Brutal Doom for fun when you know, like ten years ago, and the original idea of Brutal Doom was to like make like the Doom Tree. I always imagined like what would be the perfect um, version of Doom Tree. As I kept adding more and more stuff, it got to a point where my ideas were no longer fitting the universe of Doom. Like, I got a bit of backlash for the last version because I was adding stuff that simply does not fit the universe of Doom. Like, Brutal Doom was getting way too big for Doom itself. It had to become its own thing. So it became natural that it would become its own game. And after 10 years working with this engine, I understand exactly what I can do, what I can't do with this engine. Uh, what kind of stuff would cause the game to lag? I understand everything about the workflow of the engine, so well, why not? Why not mm. stick with this kind of with this engine and make make a first-person shooter like my idea, my dream first-person shooter mm. on this engine and reuse all the skills I have gathered for these last ten years, and it's it's just kind of some natural stuff, mm. you know? Yeah, definitely. Um... I think you know, like you, you've gone because you've gone through uh, with um, you know with Brutal Doom for so long and now into Brutal Fate. What's something? What's what's a was there like a specific challenge or something that you like an issue that you found in Brutal Doom? Say that you wanted to try and overcome for Brutal Fate working from the ground up. Was there was there a particular kind of um, hang up left over from from your modding days that you wanted to knock out of the park? Mm-hmm. Well, what, one of the the best things about like working on a game that. It's not just a Doom mod. It, well, there are several things. The first thing is, like, um, uh, Brutal Doom, I started working on this when it was on the Skoltag days. And it was, like, very primitive tools you had available, very limited script stuff, and much of the Brutal Doom's code is still tied to the stuff mm. from the Skoltag days. And so it's pretty great to start over with some more modern stuff, despite the fact that... Um, I still want to keep um, Brutal Fate compatible with Zendrono because it must have a multiplayer, which Gizidu, unfortunately, can, cannot no, support no. for now. That, a real multiplayer. It's bad enough making and, um, Doom maps for Zendro, let alone a full game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, all, I salute all you. <laughs> I mean, but all these challenges about the limitations of Zendrono, you can overcome uh, with creativity. Like... I don't know if you have heard about of a project called uh, Total Chaos. Yep. Which is like a, it's a very modern horror game, made actually made for this, originally made for the Skulltech engine. It looks absolutely awesome. Like it mm, looks like nice. a mo- modern game made in the early 2010s. And you know, like Zendron has these limitations in code, but if you're creative enough, if you're stubborn enough, you can overcome them mm. without problems. Actually, I would say uh, the biggest problem when you're developing for GD Doom is GraphZell. Because. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> At some point, he's going to decide that something doesn't need to be. Like, for example, there's a feature in Zendrono, which is, is the 3D model billboarding, which you can turn a 3D model and billboard it into a 2D sprite. Right. There are like a thousand different uses you can. You, you can do with this feature 
And someday Grafzal woke up and said, "We don't need this. Let's remove this." <laughs> no, I think um, like and, you know, it, I've heard similar stories for things like Unity and UE4, but the updates are less frequent. So the price we pay for having a, an active dev team for GZ Doom is, while there are lots of updates and lots of improvements every now and then, a feature just gets chopped, and I, it actually happened to us for Age of Hell uh, for something in. Um, uh, Mr. Cat had to go and recode a whole lot of stuff because a, a particular feature got got cut out. It might have actually even been a bug that we were exploiting. Um, no. So it speaking was, of, it was just that they updated the method they were using and it completely changed in the back end how how it dealt with camera textures. Yeah. So um, we have a late edition uh, jumping in. We got the Mr. Cat who is working with me on Age of Hell, um, and uh, you know it would. I'd pretty much call him a, a, a co co leader of the project now, um, but certainly in terms of our effort put in. Um, so yeah, I think this will. Um, I was just going to talk about it myself, but this this makes it better. Um, it's funny that you bring up a total chaos, Mark, because I actually wrote the um, the inventory HUD system. For you worked on it. Um, it's cool. Huh? Yeah. So um, oh, anyway, uh, just want to to, to uh, finish that. You know, like, uh, Total Chaos was a proof that no matter what limitations the engine has, you can overcome it if you're creative enough. And actually, I would, like, highly encourage people to learn how, how like, you know, not just making Doom mods, but if you have a good idea, just go ahead and make a game of it. If you don't have, if you don't have $100 to publish your game on Steam, then publish the game on, on ITO and you know, like publish the game for, for free yep. and people want, they, they can buy the game. Like, uh, the engine is easy enough like to make your own game, even if you don't have any knowledge on, on coding or anything. This is like a real good chance to go ahead and make your first person shooter if you really want to work on this, if you ever dreamed about this when you were a kid, it's never too late to try. It's oh, a very easy engine. Definitely, definitely. I'm, you know, I'm here in my mid-30s doing doing exactly that. Um, and, uh, you know, um, it, is, it is easy. It, all it costs you is time. That's the only thing it will cost you. It's, yep. it's time and effort and energy, and that's, that's not nothing, but it, there's very little capital outlay. Um, yeah, if you want to make something really good, well, then you might have to pay some artists. But in terms of actually experimenting and making a product, and then maybe you sell for a dollar, you know, uh, at least getting into that process, it, it, it costs you pretty much nothing. Yeah, um, barrier for entry is pretty much zero. Yeah, really. correct, correct. Um, so, Mr. Cat, uh, you've, uh, you've, uh, yeah, you're working with me on Age of Hell. Uh, you've got a, a long history of modding and, and dabbling in, in, in the engine. Um, what, you know, what, what do you like about GZ Doom? Well, anything. <laughs> well, um, probably that low barrier for entry is a good start. I mean, I started there like I assume everyone else did. Um, but from there, I mean, it's got a big community filled with people with a lot of ideas, uh, different implementations, and it's very easy to kind of pull together and, you know, um, work work as part of a team to create something that otherwise might have taken you um, 10 times as long. Um, in terms of technical, um, the technical side of things, I mean, it's a mixed bag with GZ Doom, really, at the end of the day, because um, like Sergeant Mark was saying, um, oh, what, what exactly, how did he phrase it? Um, there are things you shouldn't, oh, there are things you can't do. I, I would probably rephrase that as there are things you shouldn't, probably shouldn't do 
Um, there are a lot of things that you can do that will just destroy the engine. Um, but that could be said of any engine if, if you really work hard enough. For every, every engine has its limitations, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, you've got a, 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 I'd say probably more than anyone I know, just about, um, uh, you know, a, an in-depth knowledge of the code base and, and able to experiment and, and you know, extract um, as much as possible from the engine. What's the challenges in like diving that deep into 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 Zscript and and the various tricks that you utilize? Well, you see, that's the really sexy part is the it's not something that I actively like just go oh I, I have to do it this way. It's it's where you can experiment and find the most direct or the most you know optimized way of doing something, um, and that's probably the biggest fun part for me is finding these workarounds. And of course, Zandro. Uh, back in the Xandra and even Skulltag days, those workarounds were far more myriad mm. um, and far more often de- deviating. Like you'd have to deviate from what you're actually trying to do just to actually get to what you want to like, do. I imagine like a real roundabout loop to get to your end goal that yeah, takes you yeah. through a path that doesn't necessarily seem obvious initially. Mm. I mean, a lot of the code is, is, is just like that, really. It, it, it gets clearer and clearer, and Zscript has helped to uh, remove that barrier in a lot of ways because you just have direct access to a lot of things that you just otherwise would never have um, mm, for sure, really for sure. been able to. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, you talk about that around about an experimentation and, and, and finding the path. I mean, that's, that's Doom modding in general. Like, you go right back to the vanilla engine and the weird hacks people can do. Um, to you know things like Miko portals to create complicated scripts in vanilla you know um, it's it's kind of ingrained in um, the DNA of the of, of the engine oh the whole idea of voodoo scripts are just it, it blows my mind who <laughs> came up with it's, that it's almost like Minecraft redstone except redstone is more direct like it, it, you could actually use that to just write full out code um, it's, mm. there are some similarities there um, Nash I left, yeah. you, I left you the last uh, deliberately. Thank you for waiting. Um, so, you know, you're obviously making your own game and, um, and uh, you know, Dark Arcadia look, looking very, very cool. But you're also a, you. a GC Doom dev. Um, so, you know, y- I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you because you can provide a, a genuinely unique perspective um, on on the engine. And I think the first thing I want to ask is, like, what's it like having all these actual games, commercial games being made with GC Doom? Like, good? Well, first of uh, before I start, let me just say that um, I'm only one of the developers. So what I say is opinion is just my own. It does not represent the entire team. For sure. Okay. With that out of the way, um, wow, man, I'm just super stoked to see. Like, you know, 20 years ago, no one would ever think of being able to use a Doom engine to, like, make commercial games, you know. And now I'm seeing all these, like, very cool projects and... um. Because because uh, I I originally started the um, the initial um, I guess uh, effort to to uh, relicense the engine to be GPL compatible, which means you can then ship your um, commercial games with it. Mm. So and I remember um, <laughs> one of the first games that came out was actually this this platformer uh, side scroller game. I, th- I think it was called a, a Forest Tale. You know. And so, like, it wasn't even, like, a first-person game. It was, like, a, a platformer, you know? And that really opened up uh, eyes, uh, a lot of people's eyes, like, wow, you know, GZ Doom can, can do this, you know? Mm. And um, ever since then, like, um, I've also been um, 
I've, I've uh, started like these uh, several uh, game kits, so-called, where you know there's, there's like a standalone game kit and there's a platformer kit, sort of like sort of like a template for people to start creating original That's really cool. stuff with. Yeah, so it's on the forums and all that, and uh, yeah, I was very motivated to see like I, I I just I just love seeing people create all this really cool you know like unexpected stuff with mm-hmm. GZ Doom and. It just keeps me going and going. So, you know. Fantastic. We'll it's keep, pretty awesome. We'll keep doing it then. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure it's a bit of a double-edged sword, though. Like, is there... Do you, are there any... Um, and again, you know, just your personal opinion on this. Um, do you think that is having all this additional attention, different games trying to do different things, has that created any issues for you from, from a, a developer perspective? Yeah, I mean, um, as, as Mark has said, you know, you have to know your limits, you know. Um, first and foremost, and even Zan has said it before uh, uh, at the start of this uh, uh, show, um, GZ Doom is first and foremost, it is a first-person shooter engine, you know. You, you can do, like, I've seen people do, like, even, you know, real-time strategy, you know, and all the weird stuff, but uh, you have to know your limits, especially um, in terms of collision. You know, the Doom engine is uh, using... A A B B in a bounding box. Can we have rotating hitboxes, so please? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, as long as you you know stick within that limitation, you know you can do all kinds of cool stuff. But the more you try to try to stray off that, and then you will run into all these limitations. And uh, to be quite honest, like if you if you find yourself in that situation. I think you should look into another another engine, yeah. But if you're going for first-person shooters, you know that kind of stuff, GZ Doom is oh, it's perfect. It is. I'd actually say it's you know, Mark, you said it. You know, Nash is a little bit biased because he's making it, but no, I, I 100% agree. Like, if you wanted to, if you want if you want to make a first-person shooter with very little effort in terms of getting started, getting rolling, code base mm-hmm. already there. GZ exactly. Doom, just GZ got- Doom. Um, one one of the things good, great things about it is like it's it's a portable engine, you know. So basically, technically, all you need is just Notepad, yeah. and you're good to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's it's, a, it's cool, and I you know um, I think I said it at the beginning, but you know you look around the room and there's there's a lot of variety just in the first person shooter. Um, exactly. Uh, genre and over here, like it, they're all different games, they all have different feels. You can if you scratch a little bit below the surface, you can find um, you know you can find those Doom roots. But um, uh, exactly. a couple of other games uh, that unfortunately um, couldn't send a representative today um, uh, for a variety of reasons. You know, I uh, got Relentless Frontier by um, Kozodin and, and Co. Um, you know, that's uh, you know, got a very bright, um, uh, you know, visual flair to it, and the art style of the weapons and the and the enemies is, is very um, feels a bit over the top, very very bombastic to me. Um, and yeah. um, and then you got something like uh, Salako, uh, which. Definitely looks like a completely different engine. Absolutely amazing. Slacko's witchcraft, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think I think everyone uh, you know involved in GZ Doom is like, yep, that's the best game. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I ain't even mad. <laughs> like that, ban- that banana peel slip. It's like, what? <laughs> that's illegal. That is amazing. <laughs> Legally yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be very interested to see if they crack the code Nash to uh, create proper bullet time. So I know that's something they've been bashing their head against. And that's something that we've tried. Oh, to actually, do. um, uh, on the on the uh, Z Discord, um, there was one. I, I don't remember who it was, but actually, they they did a, a sort of a like a real a proper bullet time thingy. Yeah. Which involved um, it was a very con- convoluted setup. I oh, think it probably. involved yeah, uh, 
uh, he, uh, he or she, I, I don't remember. Um, they had to like uh, manually lower the tick rate of every actor in the level. Yeah. And manually lower, <laughs> and lower the, the, uh, the tick rate, the gravity. And, you know, everything was done manually, um, but it looked very convincing. Okay. It was a, a, a huge uh, improvement uh, over the um, typical um, time freeze. Oh, that's, yeah, the, that doesn't look good. Uh, I mean, I, actually, there's like, uh, there's already a, a way, a method to, I actually made a mod like, a, uh, uh, let's see how I'm going to start this work. Uh, there's already a way to control the, the, the whole long, a tick less in the GZ2 engine, but oh, really? it's still a very limited feature. They don't have this documented anywhere. It's the the console command I underline time oh, scale. Oh, time scale, yeah, but that, aff oh, yeah, yeah. that no, affects that your menu though. That is actually a debug feature. <laughs> it's not meant to be used by modders, actually. Yeah, and that affects how, <laughs> yeah, how, sure. how like you know how long the console okay, takes to drop down. It slows down. Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah. I yeah, okay. Mark, we we thought about that as well. Mark is like, can we use our time scale? But because it, it, it affects everything. It, like mm -hmm. your menu suddenly takes 14 seconds to open up and that's not good yeah it's not usable yeah or like as soon as you had escape it stops and yeah because like, bullet time's cool i i don't i don't understand why graph thinks this is not usable i have made a quick mod i uploaded it uh on public people can check it out if they want which is just like uh you it's just a keyboard bind which executes some comments, which change like it's like a uh, universal slow mode option, which just change. Uh, it's a key bind that changes the the tick, the the time scale to fifty percent, and then when you press again, it changes back to hundred percent. And so, I, mean, I really never, I don't see a problem why this cannot be made into an official feature. I think Ref is just being. No, I mean, yeah, like, you know, if you if you want it in there, Mark, you can you can code that into your your interface. Like, there's nothing <laughs> stopping you from doing it. Um, well, see, the thing is, the, the feature was really hacked in. Like, probably, I I don't have a, like an actual number, but it was really hacked in. You know, it wasn't done properly, and uh, so that's why, like, mm. you know, it's not an official feature because you know no one has the time to like actually do it properly. Like yeah. you said, you know, the menu gets becomes slow and all that. Uh, Someone, if you know, if someone works on it properly, I, I don't see why not. It could be yeah. exposed like a, as an official feature. If anyone's going to do it, uh, it's going to be the Solakos, <laughs> the Solakos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and if they do, I will be I will be pinning uh, Nick Stick against the wall and shaking him down for information. Um, <laughs> um, sure. Sonia, there might be a way to do this with ZScript. Uh, you can actually change the tick duration of the function. Um, it's an actual variable. Every time a state is advanced, the tick ver the the ticks variable on the actor is changed. You could theoretically multiply that by say two mm. to make it a fifty percent yeah, bullet time. Thing. That, that that was what the other mod was doing. Was talking about like it's oh, actually yeah. messing. It, it messed directly with the actor's uh, tick variable. Yeah. On top of changing gravity and all that other fun stuff. <laughs> we've just implemented, I say we, Kat did all the hard work, um, implemented something <laughs> similar to Age of Hell where the lower difficulty settings, the monster's attack frames are spaced out further, so it telegraphs yeah. slower, give you players more time to react. And I think mm -hmm. like the ability to do that kind of stuff directly is, is, is very cool. Um, I should dig up that mod. I, I, I need to figure out how, how it's done and maybe well, I could put I would it out as a resource. He probably just overrode the base actor class, overrode the tick function. 
and then just had it checking for whatever power up um, and then lengthening link, lengthening thing the, the the tick frames. Mm. Like you said, mm -hmm. there's, there's usually a way to work around uh, whatever limitations. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, we, yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every every show every show needs at least one little block of awkward silence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have a, I have a better suggestion. Let's just make a fork and give the give the user the ability to control the either time scale through bakerate or ECS. Right. And let's let let's all you know. Well, Time scale already controls everything. It already controls the gravity, the duration of ticks. It already is there. I don't so there's a, yeah, there's already well, there's a yeah, there's already a base kind of concept that I think if if worked on could 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 end up at the kind of thing that we will want. Um, and yeah, you know, maybe it does. It, it it might be it takes a fork. Um, actually, I'm surprised that GZ Doom hasn't had more forks. Um, I was actually just wondering um, because. When we do our games, like we're distributing it generally as an executable, right? So, and I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about here at all, but like, okay, no, none of us just do. like modify. <laughs> can we not just like modify Jeezy Doom for like yeah. our own like specific needs, or is there like something against yeah, that? Yeah, pretty sure you can. Actually, you? you can. Yeah, in fact, that's what yeah, I'm doing can. for Darkadia. Yeah. Like, we have uh, bespoke features yeah. that are in implemented specifically for a certain type of game. So yeah, you, that, that is definitely something you can do, but uh, as per the uh, GPL uh, clause, you must distribute the source code to your changes. That, that's about it. Right, yeah. But yeah, you certainly yeah, can. Like, I mean, you can um, go ahead you, and... You know, uh, yeah. Zan, are you, are you doing something like that with Hedon? Are you doing any custom... Yeah, uh, it's basically I had to like modify the settings because you know you have like all the network and miscellaneous settings and all that stuff that you want out the of eight, your engine. Eight million options and, in the you know, the menu. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. second you touch anything, you need to legally rename and re like fork the engine, basically. All right. Yeah. Take take notes. Is that yeah. when you make that kind of change, you and and then GZ Doom implements another feature that you want, you have yeah. to go ahead and just remake all of those changes again to the new source. Yeah, like if you're going to do that, I think yeah, you need to draw a line in which GZ Doom version you want to use and just stick with it. You, you have to lock lock to it uh, like one specific version and go yeah. on from there. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. which which is uh, which is its own problems, you know, in terms of workflows and. It's and actually what? not necessary. What you can do is keep a separated settings just for a game, and you know, like have uh, make your own minimum devs uh, mm. work differently and like not replace uh, the GZ do root source code actually. You just have on your own IPKetry, you you have your version of the MinoDevs and whatever changes on, on GZDoom update, you can just check yourself. You go to the GZDoom Picketry and check what changes. If anything is uh, important to, to your game, then you add or you just ignore. Mm. Well, that's kind of still what I'm getting at, is that you need to make those changes. As soon as you see there's a feature you want in a new build, you, you have to patch in one way or another. Yeah, I'd have to patch. fold in the new build feature or your mm. custom stuff into the new build. Yeah, um, and, and unfortunately that requires you to be very close to the, the, the dev team to like keep track of the changes mm. and stuff. And yeah, it's it's not for everyone. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in this situation, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
there's a chance yeah like even, even as a developer it. myself even i sometimes get confused with the stuff <laughs> yeah. that, that changes upstream yeah. seriously it doesn't bode well for us uh, <laughs> us mortals down here on earth <laughs> I yeah I have an experience with I actually when uh, I made uh, several versions of Waffle Iron GZ Doom um, WIGZ Doom over the years I made it back before it was GPL compliant it wasn't like it was a it wasn't commercial or anything mm -hmm. so one of the prototypes for Scooter DX actually has an old build of that I did find the source code for that recently I. Uh, uh, basically, you can modify the source code depending on what you need. I do it just so I can keep everything separate from um, other installs of, of GZ Doom. You know, so the save states are all independent. The um, settings are all different. I, I know that there's some provisions for that in by default, but I'm a little eccentric like that. My, my main thing is also I change the icon and some of the branding you yeah. know so wigz doom becomes wigz doom um that sort of thing uh, that said though what 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 sergeant mark IV is uh, suggesting is also perfectly valid of just um if you just need the stock gz doom and just remove an ad um, in your own ipk3 what you specifically need for the menus or if you don't need any additional features that's perfectly valid too uh, what Zan's doing is perfectly valid. It just depends on what your needs are. It's genuinely um, um, just up to the up to the developer uh, or the yeah. designer what they are uh, interested yeah. in doing. What's your scope? What's your use case? You know, um, uh, yeah, let that determine what you want. Uh, yeah, uh, middle Neil. Yeah, one of the things that we also changed specifically was, um, and, and I don't know if this is like a really weird like bug or something, or just like a like a feature that doesn't necessarily work correctly. We're not sure. But like, it's not a it's a feature. Also, it's a feature. I was gonna say we basically had to change the uh, air control variable specifically for our fork, because um, if you, no matter if you defined it in like you know the basically like you know the the main map like you know map info thing, mm -hmm. um, it would have to be defined individually for each map if you wanted the air control to be like you know different compared to stock Doom. Didn't... So we actually had to like use that with like a fork or whatever. I no, think, right? well, don't correct, Sonya. Don't we have a universal one, Cat? Universal map. Uh, um, it is in the default map, but I I cannot confirm whether that's actually working or not because I've only really worked with one or two maps and no, it's, 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 in them. it's not work. It's it's across the the maps that I've made and finished uh, and that the the, the, you, the changes are in there. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've just got it in the default map block, and it seems to work fine. Um, yeah. But on that note, yeah. standard ZDoom yeah. fucking air control is just trash. It's bad. I mean, yeah. yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I can clarify a little bit on what Metal was suggesting here. So basically, and I don't know if um, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but Nash and I could all talk about it um, a little bit. If uh, basically the issue is if you define air control in say the the game defaults block, it'll do it for every map defined in your IPK3. But it won't That's, do it. Sorry. It's, uh, so, so, sorry, let me interrupt you, but this is like extremely easy thing to do. All you need to do is just make a script that opens on every map. You just load, use load ACS, mm. load script on every map and set their control you want. And it's going to work in every map. You don't need to define wait, anything. Wait, hold up. That's that's a thing. That would work. Yeah, load ACS yeah. is a thing. Yeah, so you can have. No, no I know load ACS yeah. is a thing. I'm talking about. I did not yeah. know you could control the error control 
per level. <laughs> yep. That Actually, way. Yes, you can. Hey, we're spreading, we're spreading knowledge. There we go. Yeah, let, let me tell you. And actually, for Brutal Fate, since it's supposed to work both on GZDU and Zandrono, and Zandrono and GZDU have different values. Very, very different. <laughs> I, I was able to do this. I At the, the beginning of when any map is loaded, I load a script, which turns the, the player, uh, the, the camera row a bit. And then it runs a script to check the player uh, camera roll. If it's ah. above zero, if it's above zero point zero, then it means oh. is not. We appear to be dying. I think we're yeah, dying. What's happening? We're dying. Yeah. Oh, no, I think then it's... it sets the, the, the air control to zero point nine, which is a very it's a very good air right. control. I can see everyone. Uh, yep, I think we're all fine. I think there was just a bit of a, a Discord server glitch there. No, I think uh, that's yeah. that's a that's pretty that's pretty clever, Mark. Checking because I'm guessing that yeah. camera roll is a GZ Doom specific feature. Yeah. Therefore, if it's like a little bit rolled, we'll go. Ah, we're in GZ Doom because I was thinking like, how would you check what port you're in? And that's uh -huh. that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. It's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. And that's what Kat was talking about, like that roundabout loop to get to what you want. Should be we easy option. Have a check. What engine are we in? Zandro, return of value. Can't be done. Okay, how do we go around that? We walk around. What's, a, what's something you can do in GZ Doom, like real quick, via a script, instantaneously, and check right there and there at the beginning of the map. What port are we in? Cool. Because, yeah, that, what you're saying, Mark, about the um, the air control being different in Zandro, I recent, well, last year I've released a, a pro, community project um, for, that runs both in Zandro and GZ Doom, and fucking no reason made a, uh, a, jump, a jumping... Jumpmate's kind of map and trying to get that to work in both ports was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you just need stuff like this. And, like, uh, as he was saying, like, you don't need to check on every map on the map info, the, the, their control. You can do it just on the ACS script. You load at the beginning of every map with mm. a, an open or an enter script. No, yeah. actually, an open script will work better. And you just set pretty control. Mm, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because like like you say, Mark, you just need to write the one script and you just have it load at the beginning of every map, and it, it does that all yep. for you. And you just have it as a as a as a load ACS that's in the um in the general yep. uh, general PK three, and yeah, done, easy. And 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 from this this very same script, you are already able to tell if the, the if it's running on GZDoom or Dendrono, mm. and on this what you with just one script you can run. Everything you need to make sure that mm. you run no, I, well on both sports. Imagine that you can do things like, you know, like say Zan, you know, Zandronin doesn't support attenuated lights. You could delete all your attenuated lights from the map and like yes. you know, stuff like that. And that's pretty, that's, I'm definitely going to file that yeah, one away. Uh, for, example, <laughs> for example, in, in Doom, you can control the spec radio. Uh, with, you know, like um, Zandronin forces you to use uh, Doom original 1.1 uh, by 1. Which is a bit more, um, which Doom in general like uh, stress up a bit. So if you run a 3D model in a GZ Doom map, which uses the one one point zero by one point zero spec radio, the same model in Zandrono will look a bit bit lower. Mm -hmm. uh, I had this problem with barrels in Brutal Fate. Right, right. So with the same script, I can just like if it detects it's running in Zandrono, I can just. Uh, change the scale of mm. the, the actor to 1.1 1 
of its original scale, and it's going to fit yeah. Zendronon perfectly. Hold it's up, a Zandro actual... doesn't support pixel ratio? No. On the... Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Zandronon is, Zandronon is based on like a seven-year-old GZ Doom. It is, it is the drunk uncle at the party who thinks that they're um they're still still uh still playing with the big guys still hip yeah pretty much pretty much in Zandronos Zandro defense I was able to make uh, Fiat Doom work perfectly on it which features destroyable buildings mm. with uh, structure integrity like proxy engine stuff like destroy walls and it reduces the structural integrity of the of the the building. I have made a forest that you can set the forest on fire and the fire propagates like in Far Cry. All this stuff running is in drone. Nice. All the limitations of this are just on your creativity. There's like you can overcome any technical limitations of it if you I think, um, I think for me personally, like in terms of my mapping style, there's a couple of like because uh, Zandro doesn't support uh, UDMF slope fields. Um, so things like the new arch tool uh, and slope handles, mm. which um, so like that doesn't affect like into, you know that won't affect potential um, you know mechanics and gameplay. But for me personally, mm. in terms of what I like doing and my design, mm -hmm. it, it, I do have to, you know like I say, you have to get, get creative and, and work around it. That's that, that's fine. But it, it, there is there are a couple of features that uh, with Xandra, it's like oh, I just want this to work like this, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, anyone else planning on trying to get their game working in Zandro? Def definitely, so definitely, I... just crickets. Chirp, chirp, chirp. I was gonna say I don't even think we could if we want to, because like we'd have to rewrite how our game basically works, because we're all like pretty much Z script at this point, yeah. with some ACS here and there for some map stuff. One thing I want, one thing I'm quite interested to do for Age of Hell, and it, this would be Cat's call because it'll be his work, uh, is at least make a deathmatch pack of um, the Age of Hell weapons. Like, get that working in Zandro, that'd be pretty cool. I think, I think that will work quite well, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I just hope that uh, one day um, the client server branch and GZ Doom just picks up back again because that was some really promising work done back there. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I'm assuming I it's a lot of work. I have no idea what actually it entails, but yeah. surely it's a thing that can be achieved? Yeah, it can. In uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Everything, everything's a maybe, yeah. Yeah. No, that would uh, be good. Uh, it got like, to a point where the uh, GZ Doom's uh, net code was completely ripped out from the engine, and uh, basic uh, uh, joining already worked, but uh, it had some synchronization issues. It was very promising, but uh, yeah, it just stopped dead. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think that's the thing we all have to keep in mind, and that's definitely something that I, I, I'm conscious of. But this is done by people for free. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're putting their own free time into this kind of shit, and 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 for like you know, as much as I'd love to have you know um, the GZ Doom dev team put all the all the cool shit that I want uh, into into the engine, yeah, I'm not doing the work, um, and I can respect the people that are like you know actually putting in you know genuine effort into into keeping it. And you look at like you know you can, you can track compare GZ Doom's development to any other port, any other Doom port, it is rocketing sure. ahead. There is just always updates just particularly the last kind of you know three or four or maybe i've just been more clued into it recently mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. you know new big updates on a very regular basis and that's that's a really good thing and you know we, i think we should all be pretty pretty thankful that you know nash and co 
um, do work hard on it and, and while we don't always get what we, we might want um, there's still progress and you know you compare the current build to a couple of years ago like pre 3.7 and the amount of FPS you drop if you fire plasma anywhere in a detailed map <laughs> you know moving dynamic lights would tank FPS and I remember oh, yeah. 3.7.2 uh, when that one dropped and they worked out there was a bloom bug in the, the two builds before that when that one came out I was like oh yes <laughs> my maps are playable <laughs> Yeah, um, Graf actually, um, w one of the great things that he recently did was uh, refactor the dynamic light code to not be actors. Previously, they were actors. They're considered like the same kind of, um, I guess, object as all the monsters. Yep. So he separated all that. And as a result, the dynamic lights run way faster now. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So you're talking to somebody who routinely puts more than a thousand in their maps. So, um, that's that's good. <laughs> I had the shadow. Yeah. I, I had the shadow map limit in one of my maps, um, which uh, I posted on the forum. Um, so this this bug, you know, shadow maps aren't rendering in some places. What's what's going on here? And Graf's like, you've hit the limit. I didn't think anyone was going to do that. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I didn't think I'd get this far. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, that, that's my job is to 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 break things. Yeah. Actually, to be fair to the engine, and um, probably of the the devs here, I'd say, Mark, you'd probably be closest to uh, the kind of things that I try and do uh, visually. It's like, Jesus Doom can actually handle some fucking epic scenes. Um, oh, yeah. You know? Oh, it, yes, it it, can. People, people bitch about Jesus Doom's performance. Maybe that was valid, you know, a few, you know, three, four years ago, five, I don't know. But um, these days, you can make some seriously imposing geometry and um yeah while it might be more efficient to make it in a, in a ue4 or something um you know you, you can make stuff that's yeah. as big as anything and say doom eternal um it's great yeah actually yeah. actually i think the biggest the big strength of the dune engine is how it can handle hundreds or thousands of enemies on screen definitely like not, not even not even serious and can no. like don't know and do 16 can only have 50 enemies at the same yeah. time they have like way to until kill the enemies and then we spawn more enemies because you can only have 15 enemies before everything starts to lag down yep. even serious and you can have never have more than 25 or 30. yeah it's always they it's waves this... coming through to create the impression of lots of enemies um yeah, yeah but but in like GZ Doom, you can have like 400, <laughs> 500, 1000, and it, it can still work. You can still keep 60 FPS. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the old issues with high enemy counts um, was that dynamic light issue with moving dynamic lights would, would tank the engine. And when you have 2000 enemies on screen throwing things, it wasn't the enemies per se, it was, it was their projectiles. But, you know, Sunder Map 17 is a 2000 enemy fight at the end of that. It's flawless on GZ Doom. So. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that, that, I think that's the uh, shout out to the Doom engine to be able to handle. Oh yeah, that kind of scope. For sure. So, yeah. Actually, a few um, a few years ago, I did the music for uh, a level called The Given by Dobu Gabu Maro, and that level has no enemies at all. Um, but it has it's like this massive cavern with like um, like really intricate like geometry, and it's like one massive open space. And I remember. Like Dobu sent me like um sort of like an unfinished version to get a feel for the music. And I remember it ran like shit on GZ Doom. Like this was early twenty seventeen or something. And then I was getting like eight or nine FPS or something. And then it released. And then a few months later, I updated GZ Doom to it might have been like three point seven or something. And so I think my frame rate like 
doubled or tripled mm. something. So all around the engine has just become a lot more uh, optimized over the last few years. Definitely. Which has been really cool. There yeah, have been improvements for sure. Yeah. And like the Vulcan renderer is now a focus and you know, oh, when, yeah. you know, there's the uh, GC Doom is pushing itself into like, you know, being well utilized by modern systems. I think you know, yeah. that focus, while not so good for people with older computers, but there are ports for those those yeah. people. Like those exist, and, and I'm not just talking about exactly. boom. You know, like there's LZ Doom um, and, and stuff like that. So it's it's not like everyone else is getting who, who can't afford or can't get their hands on a, a modern machine is getting left behind. Uh, still plenty of content made even for vanilla. You know, um, yeah. You know, I think I think GZ Doom is doing the right thing in pushing hard into mm-hmm. modernizing. If only we could get multi-threading. <laughs> uh yeah or like or like uh floor decals that were you know floor decals for instance oh my god i want fucking floor decals already yeah. <laughs> i've been waiting for two years yeah <laughs> get on up. so um as part of the uh, bespoke changes for darkadia that i've commissioned for um the game is that uh it's, it's changing the way the level is rendered to because um, right now the way GZ Doom and I think most uh, retro style sh- uh, engines are doing it is that um, the entire level is re-uploaded to the GPU every frame, you know, because of uh, like dynamic geom- geometry, like you know, moving doors and platforms and stuff. So, so it's part of the the changes that I've um, I, I want to implement in Darkadia is that uh, the level is only rendered once, as a, like a, a single giant mesh that's only uploaded to the GPU just once. So what this does, it massively will speed up um, rendering, and will allow like more interesting features, like a uh, you know, full uh, shadow maps, you know, working in full three D. And uh, I think we need to beat Nash up and take his port. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what. That's the guy. That's actually what we're here for: is to is to is to gang up on Nash and, and squeeze him for, for, for the goodies. Sorry. Yeah. So. Um, and I do plan to forward those um, features uh, upstream, of course, for sure. Um, but no, actually, um, sorry, yeah, Kara. Um, so what? So right now, the progress is that uh, we already have the level rendering as a static mesh, which uh, does result in um, there's this very uh, famous or infamous uh, wad called Frozen Time, I think. Yeah, Whereas this massive scene with rendering like I don't know twelve k fourteen k lines rookie numbers, rookie numbers by <laughs> your standards, of course. But um, yeah, so it's it's normally a uh, graph uses that scene to the, like you know do some benchmarking. Mm. It's his favorite um, you know stress test scene. So normally in in normal GZ Doom, it's rendering like um, I'm, I'm on my computer, you know, like it's it's rendering like around sixty or fifty frames versus 144 or whatever right mm. so with the uh, static level um static mesh branch it's rendering at full speed basically 144 or if you uncap your F- fps you know it could go up to 200 200 and stuff so very promising expect, but uh, expect expect lots of dms from me <laughs> <laughs> yeah bring it bring it yes I was gonna say um, it's unfortunate, like you know, chords are you know for like relentless frontier isn't here because I I know his project in particular really benefit from that because like he does when big, I'm like big playing, yeah, 
yeah, massive, just giant, like, Halo-level vistas, I'd mm. say. Like, you know, a yeah. very Halo-esque is what, like, the vibes mm-hmm. I get from that. And it's like, it tanks, I, I like a pretty, I, I say I have a pretty beefy system for what it's worth, and it tanks my frames even down to, like, 45 at, like, 1440p. So it's, it's funny, like, I, like, people yeah. talk about their frames tanking to 50 FPS, and that's, like, that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, like... First world problems. Yeah, like, yeah. genuine, gen, I mean, I do have a good computer, um, but I, I think yeah, I genuinely have a higher tolerance for low FPS. <laughs> I, I run doing FPS 5 anyway, I, I won't notice. <laughs> I, I actually, do too. Actually, there are, there are ways to overcome this kind of stuff, even with the current public uh, port, uh, versions of GZ Doom. For example, for uh, Brutal Fate, I want like to have like outdoor areas in the surface of the planet, and I don't want to have GZ Doom blockness, like, because, you know, like, when you, you're trying to make um, outdoor areas in, uh, in an engine that's a sector-based engine, such as as the Doom Engine or Build Engine, everything is going to look blocky because you said that the, the sky is actually a ceiling, mm-hmm. and it looks like the you know the the sky is actually like a laser that cut down the mountains. That always bothers me. Or, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I have some screenshots on Twitter about this. I think uh, the solution I found was to make decorate objects uh, using 3D models of huge rocks that have no collision. Oh yeah, and, static meshes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, static meshes, and you can have uh, like several of them making a very organic structure and keep her from height about two hundred, three hundred. It's possible. I was actually, yeah, I was actually gonna say I remember he was talking about how he was gaining some FPS because a lot of his like he was using like you know like um what was it called again like he was basically using like sectors for everything like. Like, like little cannons in the distance that you'd see, they're all sectors, yeah. um, umbrellas, tables, and stuff. So, he's been like, I think he's been going through and converting some of them, or, or he's been getting someone to convert some of them into 3D models. And apparently, his performance has been gaining because of that already. Yeah, like in yeah. um, UDB's new model export function, or well, no, it's not new, it's been around for a while, but it got improved a lot over the last kind of 12 months, much oh, yeah. more user friendly. Very huge, and yeah, uh, Age of Hell will be making very good use of that. And uh, oh, no, yeah. it's not just for performance, it's, it's really cool because you, you want to make a really cool set of swinging arched doors. Fuck, make it out of 3D floors, flat, texture it, make it all look good. It looks like it's all textured in your textures. Then export it as a model, bang, door fits the, the visuals. It doesn't look, doesn't scream, this is a model to everyone. Um, very powerful, yeah. Very yeah. Powerful tool. I was, yeah, something I, I've considered doing for one of our like levels later on. We're gonna have like a level later where there's like a, gonna be like a castle or something is what I'm currently intending. I've considered possibly just like basically making like this giant impressive like castle, like I think like an Unreal castle for mm. instance, and just making it like as like a 3D model essentially, or like either just doing that and like or using parts of it as 3D models to make it look more impressive essentially. Yeah, like possibly. Um, uh, sorry, Mark. Uh, here's a rule of thumb. If it's something you can touch or yep. yeah, yeah, it's far from the player, make it a 3D model. Don't mm. make it level geometry. Yep. Oh yeah. Because it saves a exactly. lot of So there are there are, yes. there are yeah. some exceptions. So models generally are a more efficient you know, use of your, your computing power. Moving models, like high poly moving models and dynamic lights do not go well together. Mm-hmm. I was uh, making yeah. one of yeah. my elementalism maps. I set up a ring of cogs around this big lift, fucking huge, huge structure. Mm-hmm. Many, many, you know, thousands of lines. Oh, yeah. Classic, classic bridge burner stuff. Um, but I put these cogs up, but you know, these rotating cogs. I think these are going to look cool. And I put a light on every one of them. 
And then I realized, like, you know, maybe about a couple of weeks later, my frame rate had just disappeared, like, more so than usual. <laughs> but even in areas, like, I, I made a box off in the void, put the player in there, frame rate was still, like, only, like, I think 110, like, in a, in a featureless three, you know, six-sided cube. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? It was the rotating models. So that those calculations around the dynamic lights you know, hitting the rear surfaces really really, oh, yeah. really shat on the performance and then another example was i had some trees in, in another map um you know i wanted to create kind of a grove and you know like you can get in like some you know fancy gardens get those un under lighting i use spotlights yeah annihilated fps as well this was these weren't moving models but spotlights on pretty complex models like a little you know pretty high poly because there were trees it yeah. da did damage <laughs> Something uh, I was curious about, actually, um, because I'm, I'm very, I'm still like very much experimenting with 3D models in Jesus Doom. In fact, actually, most of the reason we Project Seventy even has 3D models is because I'm experimenting with a lot of it. Um, we, I mean, obviously, we got some useful tips from like the Salaco devs where they were like, "Hey, uh, use the voxels as 3D models, and you'll get better performance." Because, oh, mm. you're, you're nodding no. That's what they were no. telling us. No, don't use vo voxels. Get converted. No. Voxels get converted to models by Jesus. Metal, yeah, metal, metal, metal. Kit hinder. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no. <laughs> and can I weigh in here? Metal, you need to stop calling them voxels. They are not voxels. They are three D models. You turned, you converted the voxels into three D. See, because Salako used to use voxels, and I told them to not. <laughs> they yeah, stopped. That's what I was uh, but that's what, yeah, sorry, my bad. And it incredibly improved performance the minute we did that. Yeah. Well, let's say like this is a voxel. Like you think yeah. this is a voxel, but mm -hmm. when you load to GZ2, it's no longer a voxel. Every single pixel yep. becomes yeah. uh, becomes uh, a triangle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tri the voxel faces become two triangles. Actual, actual, yeah. actual, mm -hmm. actual, Each voxel becomes uh, one, two, three, four, twelve. Sixteen triangles. Sixteen triangles. Twelve. Six times two. Yeah. Uh, so it depends how many 12. open faces there are, but each face no, no, takes what? two tries. Yeah. 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 So not not that good. Was, not uh, good. <laughs> Yeah, like we just converted them all into standard 3D models, and they were it just yeah. First of all, help performance. Secondly, it let us do pretty cool stuff more easily, like yeah. bright maps and such. Like the cool things about the yeah, cool things about voxels is they are yeah. The cool yeah like voxels are, are easy to make, so like anyone yeah. can make them. Like it's, it's like playing with Lego. Okay. So that's the power of voxels, oh, yeah. and they, they do actually have a use. And it is, it is unfortunate that Jeezy Doom could, but if you're just using them for pickups and a relatively simple. Uh, set up without too many taxing elements, you'll be fine. You'll be completely fine. Yeah, um, that's literally uh, the only I struggle disagree. Um, I oh. struggle disagree. Mo 3D models like in Blender are just so easy when you actually put the effort on this. Uh, you can make a big model, like a very detailed model in one day, in just like four hours, five hours. It's not difficult at no, all. No, I mean, it depends, what, it depends what program you're using. Um, but like, if you're going to make some pickups, like Making them out of voxels is pretty. Is, I'd say it's a lot easier, a lot faster, particularly if you're you're new to it. Um, and yeah, the because you can also like in modeling. You know, speaking as someone who has never really done it, you can easily end up with a mini, mini like a really high poly model accidentally, way too detailed, and just completely fucks FB. Like there's 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 pitfalls in all forms of of um, you know resource, I guess. Um, and yeah. it's just a, about managing it, much like pools. all we gonna say is. 
making voxels like the process of making voxels and the process of making like 3d models is kind of a very different process because yeah. you have to think about very different things while you're doing both of them yep i mean i mean to be fair like how i started i usually just start with a 3d model and then i import it in my voxel program to like just get like a basis just to work with something and then you know i sculpt it from there in my voxel mm. program uh, and i color it in i'd agree if you got to learn something learn how to model don't know how to make voxels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you model in general is useful, but then like if you're if you're modeling, you were doing like a three D model for it, like as a, its own three D model. Unless you, you have to engine. then think about like, yeah. <laughs> then you have to like think about like, okay, how am I going to texture map this thing? How yeah. am I going to set that up? Exactly. And, like, I mean, it's it's not super hard when it's like you know like a like a fucking cube or whatever. But like, yeah. if it's like something really complicated, like a super high poly model, then it becomes a lot <sighs> lot harder to do, or at least like a very different kind of thought process, I'd say. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think text. I think texturing models well is one of the hardest parts. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's what we got ask. hung up on. Yeah, we got hung up on that for a while until I finally just bit the bullet and was just like, okay, I'm just gonna make this train in like our mind level, and those just be like this little train that kind of goes by every now and then. You don't, you can't touch it or anything. It doesn't have any collision, but mm. it's just there for like a little like a little set piece. Um, I, I actually had like a little bit of a small question actually regarding like performance and stuff because I I did, I think I did some preliminary like preliminary testing or whatever, and I'm not really sure. Which is more optimized, or sir? I think there's a difference, but I'm not sure if it even is. Um, we initially um, were using OBJs for our, like, you know, because we use, like, 3D models for our blood decals on the floor because there's less Z-fighting issues and, like, flat sprites are kind of weird. So we just we went with 3D models for that. Um, but initially we were using OBJs, but then we had... I ended up switching to MD3 so that we could easily switch over, like, you know, the skin much more easily uh, for that. So, you know, you could have, like, different colored, like, blood or whatever for different enemies, for instance. But anyways... I was for the MT3s. We had to actually convert them into polygons and actually triangulate it instead of using quads. So I was wondering, like, you know, is there actually like a performance difference between like you know the two? No, they're they're, they're all using the same uh, backend. Shouldn't be okay, a performance. I, I, difference. I just didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. So that, that's actually pretty helpful. And it depends on the uh, MD3 exporter you're using, and because um, my exporter uh, does the triangulation for you, so I'm not sure why you had to do the manual triangulation. Oh. Uh, it's so I'm using the one for Blender because um, I mostly use like oh, okay. Blender. So, it's the toggle uh, in Blender. It's um, when you go yeah, to the next it's very, it, it's very easy to triangulate in Blender though. You just pop on a, a modifier and that's it. So ah. you know, it's best not to. Blender deals better with um, quads uh, for all of yeah. its modifiers and shit. So just when you're exporting, there's a tick for it to triangulate when you export to OBJ. Yeah, yeah, we do use like uh, the reason we were experimenting with MD threes is because we're pro we're planning on having like animated like you know like I'm not gonna say too much. We're planning on having some parts that are gonna be more animated with like actual frames of animation. And to my understanding, GZ Doom doesn't actually like OBJs don't support that in GZ Doom. Like you can't have uh, like, OBJs don't animate. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, there's no animation content associated with the o yeah. OBJ format. So like we'd either have to use OB, you know, we either have to use MD3s, MD2s, um, or like the Unreal format. Um, I went with MD3s. MD3 is pretty fine. standard. Yeah, I, I just went with that because it was the easiest one to find an exporter for. <laughs> and it seems to be working pretty well. So you know, we're excited for that. And I'm very glad that GZ Doom now has interpolation for the uh, for the 3D models and such for like you know every, between frames because it. I remember when I used to play oh. like. Um, like uh yeah um so i i don't know if any how many of you are familiar with uh, this gz doom mod called zanzan it's a it's a really old ass mod oh i remember it, it's for z doom gl yeah there's z doom gl yeah. even there's a gz yeah. doom version that you can play though it's kind yeah. of buggy compared to the original but it still gets the idea across but um beforehand um there was no interpolation at all with any of the 3d models before so like they're just like you know like choply animate kind of like that mm. you know 
Which, which is fine like, on a, which is fine with a sprite, but not so good on a model. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, unless yeah. you play Quake or whatever, but you know. <laughs> but uh, no, Quake. now it's like apparently now there's actually like interpolation for like you know movements between keyframes and such, so it looks way smoother now. Which is ironic because I was also featured back in GZoom, ZDoom GL way back in like 2000, and mm -hmm. now we finally have it, <laughs> um, like 20 years later or so. Hey, um, Nash, uh, yeah. while you're here. Um, I was just wondering, I, I don't recall which version of um, GZ it was that recently uh, introduced the new animation manager. Know anything about that? What animation manager is that? Oh, I, I, I don't know. It's just the, the system for handling animated textures has been changed. Animdefs mm. still loads into it, but it's different, especially with camera textures for some reason. Um, like, I've got these portals that rely on a camera texture being run through a shader, basically. Um, mask okay. kind of thing. And the camera texture does not animate unless it is forcibly redrawn off-screen in, in an ACS oh, script. That, that might have been one of the casualties of <laughs> of uh, some uh, internal um, t uh, texture, uh, texture managing refactor. So... Uh, have you have you tried reporting that to the forum? Like, like uh, I'm not much of a forum guy these days. Oh. I'm reporting it to you now, Nash. Consider it reporting. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, I, ideally, uh, there should be like an example file and you know, d d a, a, you know just describe what worked before and what doesn't, so that um, we can yeah, take a I look. At I, I could get around to doing something like that. Um, yeah. The thing is that I found a way to subvert it anyway, so I was kind of like, yeah, but the frame rate is not. Um, friendly to so, uh, so do you reckon like reverting that cat would actually help us performance wise um, maybe I mean it just wouldn't have to be drawing a big scene image like scale down off screen mm -hmm. every every game tick yep 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 yep, yep. Um, oh well um, I still think it's worth reporting because yeah, uh, you so. know sometimes you know graph just miss misses these things like it's just an oversight so I, th I figure it's still worth reporting. Like, oh, once, um, I haven't actually looked at. Once we've all got some free time <laughs> in 2026. <laughs> hey, um, uh, I, I was trying to think of Eris of a, um, a music-related question, but it's tough because, you know, you just make music for uh, whatever engine. You can, but I, I... I mean, you can ask me as well. Yeah, I sorry, actually, too. both of you. Yeah, both <laughs> you yeah, no, that was at the back of my mind, actually, because, uh, you know, um, Metal, you're, you're a composer too. Um, obviously, you've yeah. got a, a few, few other... Um, uh, you know, pies that you got fingers in. But one thing that um, is interesting because uh, we've I've just you know uh, recruited a, a, another composer for Age of Hell and and you know he's made this track. It's fucking beautiful. And I was talking to him about how how we were going to loop it and what Primeval did for Bastion of Chaos, where he loop made the loop so it had an intro mm -hmm. and then the main body of the song and then when it looped, it cut out the intro. That's an ACS function. Um, is there can, anything? Can you just use arg tags for that? I don't know. This, oh, like, this is my interpretation. Okay, yeah. Anyway, oh, I thought um, it's just a tag you put. Sorry, in I thought that was stuff. I think right? you made it sound like primarily yeah, sound like yeah, it was yeah. ACS. Anyway, that's not. That was just what got my brain worrying. I was like, hey, this is this thing that, from my interpretation, sounded kind of specific to Jesus. I'm 100 percent certain you can do it in other ways. But is there anything around like you know, be it sound design or composition or music uh, that you know? It, is specific to GZ Doom that you think is a good thing or a bad thing or anything like, uh, or is it just a case to just make music? I'll let. Uh, uh, I, all right, I guess I could speak a little bit on this because we had to deal with some like uh, with some stuff regarding like sound sound issues and like uh, music composition stuff. So, 
We were getting an issue for a while um, back when I first joined the team. Like, I want to say back in like, I want to say like maybe like, like I don't know, January or so. We're like, we we're having issues with like looping causing like popping with my stuff. And I remember we were initially they were suggesting like, oh, you're just doing like, you know, you're not doing the best job, like, you know, composing. You suck. I don't know. But, um, and I know it wasn't my mixing because I used to actually do um, composing for, I used to actually, you know, port tracks to like a, Smash Brawl or whatever, where it requires you to use the exact sample size, and I use those exact same tracks, exact same sample settings in those players, and it didn't have any popping, so I knew it wasn't me. Right. Because I can already test for that. Mm -hmm. And so, I didn't actually, and so it turned out, actually, um, an Open Ale update came out, which apparently fixed a popping issue, and then it was gone. So, it, Open Ale can just be kind of weird at times. Right. Like, I have a lot of respect for, like, what the guys there do with it, um, but yeah, it, it was being weird, and as soon as we updated it, it was, all, it was mostly gone, just perfectly. <laughs> um, what I'd like to add for the uh, sound system in GZ Doom is just that um, it's actually running on, on a separate thread from the, the, the game sim. So what it, that essentially means is you cannot rely on it for like super synchronized like stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm actually noticing that too, because like, yeah. we were even trying to like start like we were having, we were trying to start like a song at a very specific point using like ACS, so that you know when you no, yeah, that's just gonna fail. <laughs> yeah, it was just being kind of off every now. Like I, it's it's generally around the same area. And at this point, I'm just willing to settle for that. I'm like, okay, this is just good enough. It's good enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if anyone think you're making like a rhythm rhythm games on GZ Doom, yeah, forget it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. never. Uh, there is a rule uh, metal that I think I forgot to tell you. Never rely on sound and uh, music. For the place, and that's the oh, yeah. one thing I think Project Absentia kind of does with the subtitles for the, you know, the subtitles. But um, it's either that where I hard code every single number, but it, then again, it's attached to the UI scope, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because I'll say that's it's not going to affect the place. In. Yeah, I'll say as well as well with mixing for like sound effects as well because I've been doing some sound effect work for Jay Z Doom. Uh, I don't know if this is the case with any other engines because I, I haven't really worked with many other engines for sound effects. But what I noticed for for sound effects with this is that usually I have to compress the living fuck out of them at times in in very weird ways. Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. And like, <laughs> it's like, I'll just do like specific things. So like I had like a rocket launcher sound and it was causing some ducking issues with it. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? So I literally just scooped the mids. It sounded pretty much no different when I listened to an audacity or whatever at the time. And then I put it in game and it, it just stopped, it sounded way better. And it like just the clipping and like, you know, the ducking was gone. I'm like, what the, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't get it. You know, uh, for your information, um, older versions of, uh, the open AL, which shipped with, um, GZ doom actually had some, tampering like some some kind of an eq or uh, compression yeah. baked in and there was nothing oh, yeah. to do about it <laughs> yep uh yeah um again i have a lot of respect for the people who work on open ale because it's like you know spatial audio really easily and you can do yeah. crazy stuff like that but like it it could be a pain to work with at times and i completely understand why some people wouldn't want to use it you know mm. and, and um, for for uh, clarification i'm not sure if the uh, sound baking thing was actually like a conscious choice on the open AL developers, or if it's something that was done for GZ Doom, like I, I don't remember the details, but uh, yeah, older versions of the GZ Doom had this really weird like EQ curve on it, and yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I still think there's something kind of like that, but it's not like it's it's I can work with this, you know, like I can at yeah. least get it to be sounding you know 
fine. It's always about working with what you got. Um, but yeah, Eris, yeah, so well, that, that's have... exactly it. Is the the original samples are so low quality, low quality that um, yeah, um, sure yeah, people yeah. have been trying. Eris, did you did you yeah, you have anything uh, similar experience in terms of any of your your, your sound work and music compositions? You know, getting into a Jesus uh, project. Well, I mean, um, a few points. I just want to adjust some. Uh, what was said earlier um so with uh like looping i think you embed those in the metadata of yeah. like an og file so like mm-hmm. um it's like a parameter called like loop start and loop ends i know primeval has yep. done those for elementalism as well i still need to do them for my tracks so. um i think with looping like you have to have like your sample like your waveform like on the center line at the point where you want to loop it otherwise that's how you get the pops yeah, you basically have to make sure, and like when it, when it was being explained to me, like they're explaining it in like a bunch of terms that I wasn't familiar with because I'm used to like being doing like audio engineering stuff. So like when mm. I saw it, when someone, I think it was Nash actually who sent a link actually in the in the forum. Thread. Yeah, it was. You have to put on a zero crossing. Yeah, yeah, the zero crossing. Yeah, yeah. When I saw, it, I was like, oh wait, that's phase. Christ! Like if if I just heard like phase, it would have been like oh like at zero degrees phase because like most people yeah. when you're studying audio engineering, like you you hear about it as phase. So I'm like oh phase right. Right, and so like you know, now I just do that for all my tracks, and I I haven't had a single looping <laughs> problem ever since the OpenAL update. Yeah, I honestly uh, I don't understand phase at all, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of yeah. So that's <laughs> so yeah, that's the one thing. One thing I'd one thing I'd like for um, cheesy doom is like proper dynamic music. Oh yeah, oh, because yeah, at the moment, like, like I know there's like a way of doing it, but like it's so hacky at the moment. Like I think. Mm-hmm. One of the ways yeah. I saw it suggested was to have it as like like as an ambient sound, but then you can't control it from the options menu or something, and it's like it's not it's not I really was, there uh, at the moment. Yeah, I was gonna say like like for as far as sound stuff goes, like you know, for instance, I'd love like you know, like at least like a crossfade, so I could have two tracks playing at once and like a way to crossfade between them, you know. Yeah. So yeah. like for instance, like if I'm like playing like a level and I go in the water, then it would crossfade into the water track smoothly. Mm. So there's the water variation of it, you know. So something kind of like pretty you, know, much you have could do to... it in a hacky way. Yeah. Ooh. You could do it in a hacky way, as you were saying before, but it's just like, you know, mm, like that's like... Mm. They'd have to play the yeah, sounds from actors. I come, I come back to... Mm, mm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> They'd have to play the um, sounds, and uh, one of the uh, disadvantages of that is that uh, there's no streaming on the sound. Yep. So if you load in like a like a, a five-minute song or something and play it as, a, as an actor sound... There'll be a, 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 a skip, you know, as the audio is loaded into. Yep. Memory. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't it's configure it on the options menu either. So, like, if you go to no. adjust music volume, it won't do anything. Yeah. Now, nope. I don't know how it works for like tracker stuff. Like, I have like a friend actually works in tracker music for his stuff mostly, um, for for what he's doing. Um, and the reason he was chosen, he chose to like compose his game for tracker music was specifically for looping capabilities and such to make it like way smoother and cleaner. Um, I don't know how yeah. GC Doom handles tracker stuff at all because I haven't experimented with it at all. So there might be a way to do it with like a tracker stuff if I was willing to learn one, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think tracker support is there, but I don't make trackers myself, so I it yeah, doesn't really know. PR, PR boom supports trackers, doesn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's like an GC old, old feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Of the old things. Um. I wanted to actually talk a, a little bit before further tide is out about um, a lot about my escapades in Z script and uh, <laughs> as one of the first developers. This is, this is black magic. This is black magic voodoo we're getting into here. 
Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to talk about it in as layman's terms as possible. <laughs> not not that I'm trying to put anyone down, but it is. Oh no, we're, we're it, 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 it is scary. Very <laughs> much. It is very much advanced stuff. I'm stupid. Do, don't worry about it. It's um, <laughs> and I do have mad respect for like what Z Zan and Sergeant Mark Four and everyone else. Um, who still uses ACS and, and decorate and stuff and all, all that, and that's all fine. Good, I, I love that. But when I saw Z script, I'm just like, this is interesting. As someone who comes from a C sharp background, um, it's a programming language, of course. But I, what I was first I think I did was I converted my, my first indie project to um daytime uh, that I had released publicly to um in recent history to um. I converted it all to Zscript. Uh, one of the hardest things was the documentation was absolutely lacking. You think it's bad now? Back in the day, there was absolutely nothing. You were on your own. I believe me, uh, Marissa Kurosami, Asensus, there's a few others, but we were the ones who kind of adopted uh, quite a lot of um, the, the originals. There's, there's a lot more probably now, but th I remember when I saw this, I'm like, this is going to take off. I just got to figure out how to do this. And what I did was I converted every single thing from uh, Z decorated ACS into Zscript just as a proof of concept. I wasn't even going to get very... I didn't really anticipate I'd get very far, but within about a week or so, I had it all completely working. And I was very... Um, it was very fun to um, learn that. Mm -hmm. uh, what I found was interesting is you could write your own action functions and save... And just your own functions in general, you could overwrite how the tick works. You could add stuff within every tick. You could have it do, um, there's just so much you could do with it without using, you know, a load ACS or mm. um, hooked into decorate. And I thought that that just to me was just an interesting thing to do. I really love just being able to experiment with that. And I was able to start doing things that I couldn't do, like, rewrite the morph system so um, you could keep your armor and your items. Because there's a thing with GZ Doom, I, I think, um, I don't know if Nash could explain this to me, but it's weird, like, in the morph, when you, you lose your armor when you come back. And I didn't want that to happen. So it's, uh, um, oh. uh, I believe Marissa Kurosami helped me with that show. Mark has a Wait, good time for that. I've Mark, this whole more... time has his look like I can do that in decoration. Yeah, I can do that with sticks, sticks and crayons. I already did this on decorate, both for Virgil, for I will go and build this out of wood. All right, I, I am. I am in. I am in no way diminishing that. But at the time, I had no way. Yeah. Let me explain how I found out how to overcome this. Mark is a hipster. He's very old school. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you, just, you just need to think out of the box. When, when, oh, this box is comfortable! When, when you, you, you are going to activate the morphine, the morphine action, before this, before everything else, you find a way to store how much armor the player has, how much health the player has, and that's how you do it. First, before you give the player the morphine inventory that's going to turn the player into another player class, 
first yeah. you give the player token items like token health, token armor, and stuff like this. Yeah. So like let's say you do you run a check. Uh, you you give the player inventory items of the type token health, and for this you return the value of the player's health. Mm. So if the yeah. player has six six three health, you are going to give the player six three token health items. When the player morphs back into the class it was used to, you do uh, what's the player base health one hundred. So you make a calculation of uh, six three uh, no one hundred minus six three. Then you calculate how much health the player doesn't have. <laughs> so you damage the player for forty-seven. You you damage the player for forty-seven. Then you get the, the health the player had before morphing. That's how you do it. It's very simple. <laughs> very, yeah. very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, what, yeah, okay. what year is his tokens? It's nineteen ninety nine that Skull Tag just came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine and all, and that works. But I wanted to find a way to do it without tokens. Like and, you know, that, and I think I think I think like you know we've like I said before we've got a variety of games, variety of styles, variety of coding yeah. backgrounds, like experience with the engine. It's you know, all good. It's, it's, it is. That's yeah. the thing. And I, I actually think yeah. this is actually one of the strengths of GZ Doom. Is got fucking Sergeant Mark here who's been making shit for it for over a decade, doing these like let's be honest, hacks, <laughs> old school <laughs> techniques because you want to be Zandro supported as well. Um, so there's a clear, there's actually a clear reason for that, which 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 is good. So like, mm -hmm. there's a, it's not just I, I'm stuck in the past. It's like no, I want to meet this compatibility yeah, for a reason, and that'll give your product a lot more playability because it's co-op compatible. You can create deathmatch modes, anything. Like there's a lot of shit that that opens up. It's fucking fantastic. So you got yeah. that, and then you've got say something like um, you know Age of Hell or, or um, you know Project Absentia, more Z script focused. Pushing to the the you know the the limits of the advancement of the port, and and trying to you know utilize every new feature uh, uh, in any way possible, and it, both both ends of the spectrum are fantastic, and um and that again that carries back into the, the Doom modding community with you got, you got people make things for PR boom, you got people make things for vanilla, um you got uh, weird experimental ports popping up, and I think that is a a, a genuine strength of GZ Doom is that it carries that. All come, kind of your all comers, open arms, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Kind of ethos, and even to the point, and you know, Mr. Cat's a bit of an expert in this, is you can create side scrollers and shoot them up games and weird isometric um, ARPGs or RCS games or worms doing like this. All you can pretty much do anything, and it can be weird and wacky and advanced or esoteric and, and weird or yeah, sure. old school yeah or, or just terrible just all terrible yeah i will say one of the things i found it, it's kind of hard to do in acs and decorate was <laughs> fine controlling like I, i'm sure there's a way to do it in acs and decorate with like Mark's one of the things that like mark will find a way mark will, mark will be yeah, interjecting about 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> This up. <laughs> right. Just hear me. Just hear me out, right? So, in Project Absentia and Sudar DX before it, the player's supposed to glide. So you jump up, and then the player kind of glides as you pull down space bar or jump key, whatever you want to do. And 
I'm sure that's doable in ACS and, and uh, Decorate, but once I um, got the math down, it was actually and the exact timing down. It was just kind of easier to do it in Z script because and not ACS and and Decorate because the code for Decorate would have been a lot of this, and the ACS would have been a lot Oodles. of this. Z script was a lot smaller. That said, if I was targeting Xandronum, I would definitely find a way to do it. And Metal has actually said some of the maps that we're doing are really good for deathmatch. A lot of people agree with them on that. So who knows? Maybe after Project of Senti is done, maybe I will make a free standalone deathmatch uh, thing for Xandronum. And that's, a, that's, that's the cool thing. It's like if you want to go and then make a Xandro-compatible one with a few select maps um, or, a, or, or new maps for co-op or something like that, you know, you can do that and um and you know it's that's the beauty of of this engine um yeah that's mm -hmm. great i was gonna say all that's assuming of course that that uh multiplayer support doesn't eventually get picked up so i think we're all like, yeah quite keen on that i think that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let, you, you know, let you guys know if any development happens in that area. I'm sure. definitely, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah please do. Yeah. Uh, um, and look, you know. Single uh, tap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we are. Yay! Uh, we are. We are. Today we have become meme. Um, so, you know, I think, I think um, we've probably. Uh, explored uh what is uh, reasonable for a uh, a panel show like this and like i um I, I really want to thank you all for coming on um uh, oh, yeah. relatively short notice and absolutely it's it's been a lot of fun and um you know i, I think every project here is something that's um you know going to have uh, a lot of interest in it and um you know we're probably entering what could be a bit of a golden age for uh gz doom um I, I don't think it's got it probably doesn't have the legs it's not gonna be an engine people are going to be using in 10 years time um but there's you know nash you know stuff that we've talked about and and you know potential forks there's there's a good core there that is a lot of fun to use the barrier for entry is non-existent the tools to make gz doom product you know ultimate doom builder um in particular uh some of the best out there um mm -hmm. it, it there you know there is there's definitely something there to to try and preserve um for you know for the future and hopefully um you know people like us can 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 do that and shine a big spotlight on um uh, it as a, a a viable game engine um so the last thing i want to do is 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 we'll go go around the room and uh, i want to hear i want to hear what your favorite thing about jesus is we'll, we'll go we'll go strokes amigos um eris you first <laughs> <laughs> just comes back uh, I don't know man like, I, don't I hate it yes. um, <laughs> now, so gonna put you on the spot. I'm always like, I'm a sucker for pretty visuals so I guess what GZ Doom can bring to the table in that regard is you know very much uh, appealing to me so you know Asia Hell um yeah, all the stuff like that's been coming out of the GZ Doom scene in the last few years really has just been something. And even like before that, I remember like when Winter's Fury drops back in 2012, like that was like mm. it's the almost, most it still looks amazing good. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in Doom at that time. And like, it's definitely since 2018, like the bar's just gone up and 
No, it's incredible what people are doing nowadays. And as someone who loves like sort of like more atmospheric, um, shiny visuals and all that, yeah, um, I think that's my favorite part of GZ Doom, and that's more as a um, more as a player rather than Mm -hmm. as a developer because you know I don't really interact with the engine itself that much in what I do. You still, yeah. still, still need to go and hit Motherlow <laughs> for dropping you in this. <laughs> um, and like you oh. know, all the beat down, all the beat downs. I'll hold him down. You can kick him. Um, I'm gonna fuck his shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten him with a good time. No, and like um, you know, I, I think you know, it, it's me. I, I definitely agree that our Jesus Doom can look very, very good, and you know, um, it's a big strength of it is, is its visuals. And you're right; the last three years, in particular, I think, have been a bit of a renaissance um, for it as a port. And you know, it's it's you know registering high in like official things like the CAC Awards, but also just the amount of projects that are being made. Um, you know, got you know people like Stormcatcher dropping um, Coma Moonlight, and mm. um, you know uh, things like Arlumine, and you know, real iconic. Uh, pieces of work uh, popping out of the community and then the games as well yeah um middle neon yeah, yeah your turn favorite thing oh me yeah okay Go. all right um my favorite thing um i guess it's just like if i if i really had to say something i guess it's just like the accessibility and the versatility of the engine honestly just how versatile it can actually be so like um, like for instance, when I before I even like did like a YouTube channel back in like 2019, I was actually experimenting a bit with some doom mapping. Um, I mean, they're they're all awful, obviously, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, the ability for me I will be the judge like, of that. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, don't. It's they only complete. They're not even completable. So like that's how that's how bad they are. But anyways, um, no, it's like the ability for me to just be able to like you know pick it up and understand it like very easily, mm-hmm. or like you know be able to show my one friend who, who was like. He was having some trouble because he was trying to map with like Slate of all things, for Christ's sake. And I'm like, <laughs> I know dude. two Slate mappers. <laughs> like, it's a Linux uh, thing, I think. Yeah, Linux. I mean, you're on yeah. Linux, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. But like, I, and I just show him multiple Doom movies, like, oh. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, the, the fact that you can just easily like pick it up, look up a bunch of tutorials on mapping and stuff, and just get something going that's mm. like your general idea. It's like, really nice and then you can take that knowledge and then you know carry it over to like say like what we're doing here at project absentia um i might possibly even be trying to work on something like you know of, of my own after project absentia is all, all said and done that type of stuff possibly who knows we'll have to see mm. but uh or maybe i maybe i'll be helping someone else out who knows exactly but like you see that's the thing it's like just very flexible and such and i I really no, appreciate it. It is uh, as flexible as it is. Immensely easy to get into. And, um, yeah. you know, I think, uh, you know, a huge shout out to to uh, Boris yeah. and the dev team for Ultimate Doom Builder. Um, oh, yeah. You know, previous iterations, Doom Builder, even like back to Doom Builder 1 and 2, they were still really oh, yeah. good editors. But it's a, 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 a tool made for a 26 year old game, 27, uh, that is still actively maintained and, if, uh, yeah. and pushed out like bug fixes like at a rate of not like you you report yeah. a, f- a bug to boris it will be fixed oh, in yeah. a week and pushed out yeah the build like that that yeah, is fucking that, service actually, yeah. <laughs> we actually uh we actually had a we found a bug a while back where well, i don't know if it was a bug or just an oversight where we were using the doom 64 lighting for a while we ended up having to remove it because it was screwing with bright maps um so that's like a whole other thing hmm. where like it would overlap on top of the bright maps and so then the bright maps wouldn't appear but uh no anyways um you, we weren't able to copy and paste like um, the sector value of a of Doom sixty four lighting for a while, so we just recorded uh, yeah, it, yeah. and then instantly like that they just yeah, fixed it. Bang! It's like that's easy. I can and it was it bang. All I'm gonna yeah. say, 
Please give us a dark mode for this. <laughs> there have been several requests, and uh, I will work on Boris. Um, yeah, I, even I Trench Broom has it now. So I've, I I, I've, I've got Boris pretty, 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 pretty close in my back pocket. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nash. Boris. Boris. Um, what's your What's your favorite thing about Jesus? Do I would say one of my most favorite uh, favorite uh, feature of GZ Doom is being able to work with uh, directories, folders directly. Yes. Fuck yes. So <laughs> it's, it's such a time saver. Um, it's, it's perfect for iteration, you know, like you just create a folder, you drop stuff in it and you can off you go. It's, and this is why like one, um, you know, you can make super fast stuff with GZ Doom oh. uh, folder. Yeah, the folder will workflow. That's one of my most favorite features, I think. No, like the, the the what that does to your workflow is is unreal. So like, you know, particularly when you yeah. flat fold in things like um so you, Ultimate Doom Builder's new texture export function, which I've made very liberal use of, because I love my sector yeah. art, but sector art's pretty taxing on FPS. So now I can make my pretty designs, big elaborate pentagrams, whatever, export it. It's a file in Windows Explorer, I just Move it into the Texas folder, bang! I can load it up straight away and, and play it there. Exactly, it's so so good. Yeah, yeah. and even like yeah. real simple stuff like, oh, I I want to copy this texture, but rotate it. Like Windows Explorer will can rotate Texas for you. Make a copy, you rotate it, bang! It's a, it's yeah. That you mean, yeah. I mean, the PK three structure translating is it just a pure Windows directory setup is really good. Yeah, definitely one of my most favorite features. Yeah, and and supported yeah. both by GZ Doom as a a file structure to read and ultimate doom builder as a as a resource packet you know that synergy is just mm, beautiful San, uh, so, Sonia? yes what's your favorite thing about gz doom um all everything that everyone else has said so far but for me it's also just the fact that coding um new enemies coding game logic coding a bunch of different things is just relatively easy whether you're using the methods like sand and a uh, sergeant mark four or using decorating acs or using like my methods or z script or just using good old-fashioned d hack um, you can use um a whole bunch of a slew of different methods to create something and combine it with what um nash um Nash Aras and Metal were saying you pretty much can just come up with something you can prototype something you know within 24 hours maybe oh, less not it's just yeah, really fucking amazing mm -mm. <laughs> like uh, yeah uh, yeah, you can you can spit out an asset you know and then code it so fast and yeah, I've watched Mr. Cat go through that pro and like not even 20 like we're talking like 3 or 4 hours have something in game and, and interactable and you know you can test it that's i think i think that the for me from what i've seen the strength of that how quickly you can do it is how quickly you can get to a testing state is this a good idea does this work does it look good in game yeah. yes no maybe and you know a lot of other engines i imagine it's a, a longer process to get to that point and you could possibly you know, potentially waste more time on a idea that doesn't work mr sergeant mark you know, yeah, what, uh, you know, probably a battle between you and Zan, who's the oldest hand. And I'm not sure if Zan's still awake, but we'll find out soon. Um, what is your favorite thing about GZ2? Uh, the flexibility, like, uh, the whole whole hike is this, like, Zandron is, uh, I mean, GZ2, mm. GZ2 is like... My favorite thing about GZ2 is... No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Cut from the tape. Like, uh, I don't know. 
It's like the Dark Souls of uh, first-person shooting <laughs> engines. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's easy to get into, but this the skill ceiling is infinite. Mm, you mm. can be your your programming skills can be as bad as you I, know. You can know nothing about programming. You can be literally uh, that guy that everybody likes to make fun of the. Uh, Ian Dev. You can be literally Ian Dev. <laughs> without knowing absolutely nothing and make some triple A quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's the dual engine, and without knowing how to program absolutely anything, you can make like a house, a wooden hut that has some. You can destroy the walls of this hut and has some uh, stru- structural integrity and make the floor collapse mm-hmm. without, n- like, some frostbite kind of stuff, without knowing anything about code, do all of this in decorating yep. code. It's, uh, as uh, your creativity is your limit. You you don't need to go to, to a programming school, you don't need to go to a game design school. You can make your, your game, like, Really easy in a way that no other engine, Unreal mm-hmm. can't provide this, Unity can't can't provide this, and all this flexibility and this power, and the fact that it's an open source engine, like mm-hmm. you can you can make a game on this engine, and this game is going to literally outlive you. You're going to die, and this game is going to continue to exist, and people can make mods of this game. Mm-hmm. talking. It's it's literally a post-human life. It's post-humanism. Just Definitely, it's is the next step in human revolution. It's this, like is, this is uh, this is the future. <laughs> no, I think I think you raised a re- couple of really good points there, Mark. Um, you know, it, geez, you do modding. You know, if you think about like you know, it's a Doom uh, engine to make um, map sets or whatever. It is it is the lowest barrier for entry. It's so easy to get into. The tools are there. Mm-hmm. The resources are there. There's so like if you want to get to custom stuff, there's just fucking bucket loads more than you could use in a lifetime of custom assets already out there to dive into and have fun with but that skill ceiling that upper limit is pretty much the extent of your imagination and and your and your and your ability like you can push that engine into almost any kind of game style any visual concept any like deep mechanic like you say you know destroying uh build wooden hut destroy the walls like that whole like um your health value like sector properties can have and yeah, it's it's, it's geometry. Yeah, you have you have examples like uh, Total Chaos, mm. which is a full 3D game with modern graphics. You have, for example, like Mortal Kombat Doom, which yeah. literally that's so cool. <laughs> made in Zendronum. Yeah, it doesn't even use Z-Script. Yeah. Uses a very basic programming language, and you can make a perfect copy of uh, Mortal Kombat and play multiplayer. Mm. This is an example of how far you can go as long as you have the imagination exactly and yeah. the willpower to, to do it yeah you know, yeah working with xandro that's a, a six seven year old you know iteration of it and like what you, yeah like, like you say <laughs> the things you can do even in that are almost limitless um no it's, it's very and like I, I the other point you made about modability so we all know doom's very modable we're all making new games though our games will be modable 
mm-hmm. like easily. So yeah, people yeah. will be able to like replace assets and swap shit out and 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 tweak things and create their own maps. And uh, you know, Age of Hell will have a specific a dev an SDK pack, a, a dev pack of the resources for people to go go and do whatever they want with. And yeah, you know, I think like you say that'll continue whatever we make way into the future. Um, and I look at something yeah. like Proteus is probably the only game of the retro shooters um, or any kind of FPS that I've seen really dive into that dev community and, and really fucking prioritize it. Their, their editors yeah. are shipped with their alpha build, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can, there's, Dusk kind of has something similar, but it's not on the same level as Proteus. It's not promo- and it's not promoted. Yeah. Proteus made it front and center. This is important to us. Yeah. And people, all respect to the Proteus devs and, you know, um, General VV, Dragonfly, oh, yeah. very, very talented. People are already making, much like Doom, people are already making, like, more impressive stuff because they can dedicate six months to one map, which you can't do if you're trying to make a commercial game. Yeah. So... It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the selling point is this is these, like, expansions and mods yes. and, like, you know, all Fuck these, like, yes. crazy map packs and stuff. It's not even the base camp. Yeah, that's not like, even the selling point, It's you like, know? you don't that's like... The bonus. You don't like the base camp, Well, here's 180 maps that have already been made, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can just download it on Steam Workshop with, like, For a click of a button, you yeah, know, exactly. and boom. Yeah, yeah. 20 bucks, you get, you know, more content than you could, you know, ever play in your life. Yeah, that's great. And, yeah, that that is Doom in a nutshell, the real core concept. And I talked about that with Ramiro on the podcast the other week. Yo, what's carried that IP for, for, for so long was the community. And by making a game in GZ Doom, we can all tap into that to, to, to a degree, um, which is uh, it's very cool. Um, Zan, you still with us? Yeah. Holy uh, well, shit. Well, you guys have made some uh, pretty good points. <laughs> shout out. Uh, it's yeah. a shout out. Shout out to Zan of... Hayden, Dev, he I'm is still kicking. Still up. It is, I think, five thirty a.m. Something stupid. It's already light outside. Yep, I uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for, for having me. And, and also, you know, second toast to Zan for being uh, the front runner, and, and I think we can really actually point to Hayden as a big part of why we're all here today, having oh, this yeah, chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, sure. that is that is not nothing. That is definitely something. Thank you, guys. Yeah, but um, what is what is your favorite favorite uh, aspect? Uh, of I mean, you know, as Nash pointed out, it's the workflow thing. It's like it's a fast engine. It's you know, I can just sweep out Photoshop, draw a texture in thirty minutes, then put it into the builder, like in a drag it, uh, drag it in the texture folder, then check it out in the builder. You know, switch between uh, visual modes. Uh, the builder itself is really great because you know, I I work with some some of this like bulky four viewport uh, wireframe kind of software, which is always like a slug to work with. Uh, And then you have like GZ Doom Builder, which is like clean and you have this like nice plane um, and you can switch between 3D view and 2D view very easily. Uh, And also uh, Mark made a really good remark with the fact that it's very uh, moddable like fuck me i was uh, <laughs> a few months ago i was uh, literally i loaded the dusk for doom mod in in hidden and i was like playing dusk in head-on like <laughs> without even making any effort like it's crazy you know so cool so cool like, yeah, it's insane. That reminds, 
Yeah, it's it's like this one time someone played like Scoot Hard, the the pony game with like hideous destructor. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why you would. Yeah, yeah, uh, you but you can. <laughs> Zeke, Zeke Shadow played the played the uh, hideous destructor on head on maps. <laughs> I have something to say about that, but I'll I'll wait for others to finish first about yeah. the whole modular thing. Okay, yeah. we'll go we'll go back to we'll go back to um. Well, I mean that's it for me. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Cat has something no, no, to say. we'll say uh, us, Mr. Cat, um, my, uh, my 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 friend and fellow fellow Age of Hell uh, madman. Uh, what is what is your uh, favorite thing about GZ Doom? I mean, it's really hard to come last after everything everything that's already been <laughs> said. All um, my points. <laughs> I think the the culmination of of everything is true, and that because of that, it's led to having a community of enthusiastic um, like developers that all. You know, communicate. We've got a big community that is, for the most part, very, very friendly and willing to like put in the effort to help each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I actually, met, I, th- I think you were the one who raised it originally. Like the, the community around, around not just Doom but also GZ Doom, and that, that again, that that is a that is actually that's not nothing. That is definitely something. And I, I can hand on heart say that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that community um getting involved in it about three years ago and just generally having a very positive experience and and you know, i think you know the doom community's existed for several decades it's been around for a long time it's gone through various iterations and forms and shapes and, and vibes and it will continue um but I, I i quite like where uh gz doom as a community is heading via new new games and you know, yeah. it's definitely something that I'm very focused on. And we've got something like Realms Deep where there are a shitload. <laughs> Let's be honest, like a, a big pack, a real force of of new IPs, new content, commercial quality games about to be presented to the world on a, a pretty big stage. Like, let's let's not downplay what we're doing. Um, 3D Realms is big news. Um, but that will that's not... A, a one and done it's not it's not a flash in the pan it's something that has been built on you know by people like zan with hedon and sergeant mark with brutal doom and uh nash working you know as a dev and eris making music for years and 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 um and, and then new cunts like me just coming in and taking everyone's uh everyone's shiny toys um <laughs> um no, no it's great and like if, if if someone like me can like get involved that quickly and 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 find a home let's be honest um that that's a fucking huge tick so um while there will always be people you don't get along with and and personalities that you clash and um you know uh negative elements in any community i think overall it's a very it's a very positive one and i think um you know the, the people gathered here and we'll add in people like next deck and Salaka and 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 Kozodin with um uh, Relentless Frontier and um, you know, Supplice with uh, Mechadon and Cage, you know, other GZ Doom based games. That's that's a serious cohort. That is that is some weight um, that we can that we can um, both push out there into the world, but also draw people in. And I think, you know, um, uh, you know, I don't know if everyone uh, watching is known, but I've started a game studio, and um, it, part of that, the reason I wanted to do that was to build on that community. Um, and I, I think it's I think it's fucking fantastic to be honest. I love it. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Um, Nash, we're coming to you last. Oh no, I was, I was uh, just, this, this is like a random uh, thought I had. Um, 
one of the uh, double edge, uh, I guess, like, you know, like you, you were talking about how, you know, GZ Doom is so easily moddable and you can like mix and match mods and stuff like that. It can actually be a, um, a, a little detrimental for like standalone game designers. Because like, you know, like, for example, you design your game a certain way and then, you know, someone just downloads your, uh, plays your game and then adds like, I don't know, hideous destructor or whatever, you know, <laughs> or, you know, and it, 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 ah, it's you know, it, it completely like changes the balance of your, you know, game design. So it can be, um, it's, like a, a, it's a double edged sword. Like anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. a part of. So um, I should uh, one of the um, I was slightly related, but I did a podcast on like playtesting, the art of playtesting. Like uh, the, the what came out of that was it's it, there is an onus on the at that point we're talking about mappers, but as a game designer, and yeah, because our products are eminently moddable and com- compatible with other existing mods. Yeah, there's a, yeah. like this is you know you make it clear this has not been tested with other mods or it's been tested with these and they work these ones they don't and it, you know how much you want to like specifically dive into that as the creator entirely up to you but just make it clear you know if you make it clear in writing you load this with another mod it's fucking on you I don't care don't report any bugs to me <laughs> yeah. you'll get you'll still get people that do it but to be honest they just need to be swatted aside um, and it, yeah that's 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 not unique to what we're doing that's a problem what. Well, problem with just the doom community in general there are people that will play your map with a with mod x be it a brutal mm-hmm. doom or a hideous destructor or a supercharge or or whatever and then complain about how hard it is or how the performance tanks or like because i i, I uh, the one of the worst like kind of or the strongest feedback criticism i got around brass in a chaos from an fps perspective was someone playing it with a beautiful or smooth doom one of the two and it would it tanked fps because it had so many more gibbs and once they got rid of it, it was like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's not unique to our experience. That you know, it's not unique to our games. Um, it's just you know, sure. But we've come from that background, so I like to think we are prepared to deal with those kinds of things. Um, but it's a very good point, Nash. That um, that modability is definitely a double edged sword that uh, needs to be managed. Yeah. yeah. So anyone looking to like make new games, just you know, be prepared for that. Like mentally, like. Yeah. Your game is going to be so open to modding, and you know you can't really control what players want to put into their definitely, definitely. experience. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That um, yeah. As as this is a promotion of GZ Doom as an, uh, an engine for new games, that is a, mm-hmm. a a thing that you do have to go into open eyed um, as a as a developer. If you're going to use it, um, be prepared for once you've released it. A people just fucking with the code, <laughs> opening it up and ripping shit apart. And, and, yeah, I, I already made a mod for Salako that changes the blood to red, and the game is not even fucking released yet. <laughs> just waiting, just like <laughs> sorry, next tick. Exactly. So we've got one of the devs doing exactly that. Go, go, uh, <laughs> go! Pick in his house and complain and throw eggs. Um, yeah. Case in point. Case and point. Um, but it's also a strength. Uh, it's a good thing. It means that uh, yeah. you know your game will have a lot more re- replayability. Uh, you can do things like uh, like AJ Hello's doing is release your uh, mechanics as a mod to do the reverse and go and inflict your game on other people's work. Um, and I think that <laughs> is something to work towards. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, uh, thank you all for for joining us uh, uh, again. We've got Eris from Stella Valkyrie. We've got Metal Neon and Sonia Waffles from Project Absentia. We've got Nash from Darkadia, also GZ Doom Dev, 
We've got Sergeant Mark of uh, Brutal Fate, uh, Zan from Hedon, uh, and Mr. Cat uh, of Age of Hell, and I am your host, Bridgeburner. And uh, thank you all for coming. This was an absolute pleasure. And I wish you good diving. I'm going to get drunk. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm already drunk. Joke's on you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I better catch up. Cheers. Good (laughs) news.